You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, episode 57. Mia Francis Poulin is a boy mom, advocate, and content marketing geek. Having worked in digital marketing for the last decade, she became a corporate dropout when she left her 9 to 5 to launch RNA Creative Company, a boutique digital marketing agency for busy female entrepreneurs. Her most important achievement, however, is being mom to her two sons, Roman and AJ. She's also the host of the Mama Build Your Empire podcast, which is dedicated to mom bosses who are growing their businesses while raising their kids with special needs. I know you guys are going to get so much great information out of this episode, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Don't forget to go check out Mia's website as well as her podcast, Mama Build Your Empire. All right, let's jump into the episode. listening to the Hustlenomics podcast, a podcast all about inspiring female creative entrepreneurs, their stories, experiences, and life lessons. Hear from women working in creative industries who are breaking the rules and doing things their way. Learn from their challenges, struggles, failures, and successes, and get an inside look at their top tools and resources that help them along the way. Hi, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Hustlenomics podcast. I'm your host, Katie, and today I am thrilled to be talking with Mia Francis Pooling. She is the owner at RNA Creative Company and the host of the Mama Build Your Empire podcast, which is a podcast and tribe dedicated to mom bosses who are growing their business while raising their kids with special needs. So, Mia, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I'm so excited you're here today. So I did a little introduction for you, but I would love it if you kind of expand on that and tell us a little bit more about who you are and everything that you do. Yes. So I started my, uh, I guess, digital marketing career about nine years ago. I've been writing, started writing for the web and creating content for the web. And uh, I thought I was going to be in book publishing. And uh, I went to undergrad, I went to, to Tulane and uh, where I'm from, from New Orleans. And I majored in English and I thought I was going to either be a professor of English literature. And so I studied a lot of Shakespeare or that I was going to uh, be a book publisher. So after I got out of undergrad, I went to New York with my eyes set on getting something in publishing, specifically editing. And I realized that I did not like New York. <laughs> it was not my jam. I'm very Southern. <laughs> and uh, so I I was actually attending the Columbia Publishing course at the time, and which was a phenomenal experience. And I loved everything about it. Uh, but I did not want to stay in New York. And so I came back to the South and, and ended up in Texas, which is where I live now. I live just north of Dallas. And I had my first kind of foray into entrepreneurship. Uh, I started my own editorial company. And I did that alongside my corporate job because I, I went and got a job working for a health education company, and which I also loved. I kind of fell into marketing because I thought, okay, well, if I'm not going to do pu- book publishing, I'm not going to be a professor, maybe copywriting, like maybe that's something I can do as long as I'm something with words, right? And so I was building this business, this editorial company on the side of doing my nine to five. And 
we actually had some pretty big successes. One of the books that I worked on, I got bought by a big five publisher. Another book that we worked on actually got hit number 16 on the USA Today bestseller list. And um, so we had lots of like really cool wins with it, especially since it was such a small company kind of outfit that I had built. Uh, I had a team of five editors that were just contracting for me. And I was doing the the legwork of finding, finding the books for them to edit and, and networking with people and getting the contracts. And so from there, uh, I grew that for a couple years and kind of hopped around, moved a little bit from place to place in Texas as my, my husband, I got married. My husband, he got another job up near where we currently are. And very shortly after we moved close to, you know, up here where we live near Dallas, I uh, was also pregnant and with my first baby and I gave birth 13 weeks early. And so that was a very life-changing event for me. And in many ways, I mean, as going into motherhood kind of always is, but I, prior to that, I had been really like hustle, hustle, hustle. Like I, I was always like, what, what can I do more? And when you're in that position and my son, my eldest Roman, he was in the NICU for 292 days. And when you when you're in that type of position, it really forces you to slow down because nothing is really directly in your control. You know, like there's really, really nothing. None of it is in your control. So I ended up shutting down that business, my editorial company, and I left my corporate job and was out of work for about a year, just focusing on uh, my son and, and getting him well and getting him home. And so when he came home, the the month after he came home, after I I immediately started job searching, uh, but he came home with a trach and a vent and a whole host of uh, hardware, as we we call it. Uh, We call it his hardware. And um, now all that stuff's gone, but... um, and he's he's thankfully he he doesn't have the trach anymore cuz he had uh, significant lung lung issues and he kind of still does have that but i started job searching again and um, decided to go back into corporate and again i was there i figured out my new kind of normal with that uh, and i was had pretty okay harmony between working my 9 to 5 and managing all of my needs with my son at home uh, but then i started getting that itch again to to explore and be an entrepreneur and then i finally just accepted you know what entrepreneurship is in my blood i come from a family of entrepreneurs uh, my dad's had his own business for probably about 35 years my mom has always been a very enterprising person she had a very successful well she didn't own her own business she had a very successful sales career um, multi-award winning. And so I just I just finally accepted that it was in my blood. And so that's when I started RNA Creative and I used my marketing experience and my writing experience and all of the marketing strategies that as I grew in my career in my nine to five with increased responsibilities and things like that, that I just wanted to use it for myself. Because eventually, although things worked for a long time with managing everything with my son, when we had baby number two, <laughs> which he's nine months old, that's when things stopped working in a kind of a significant way. So I started my business as a as a side business because I knew I needed an exit strategy. I knew I needed an exit plan and grew all of that concurrent to my to my nine to five with the with the plan of I'm gonna leave soon. And so have you gone full time with RNA? 
I have. I left my nine to five at the beginning of October of this year after growing it for more than a year as a side business and, and kind of getting it to where it is today because it kind of, it actually has had several iterations <laughs> of uh, uh, and kind of transitions throughout the, the past year, year and a half almost, I, I guess I would say. But yeah, I've been full-time in my business since October and it's been a ride. <laughs> Yes. Congratulations. I actually went full-time in my business in October too. So, and I'm just like shocked at the similarities between us. I grew up and went to get my bachelor's in Chicago. So moved away from the South, came back to the South, got my master's in writing and media and communication. So I'm like, girl after my own heart. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah, some somewhere in there, I got a master's degree. I don't even know, <laughs> know like how I did that. That's a lot. <laughs> well, entrepreneurs were good at multitasking, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's amazing. So I would love to hear everything that RNA does. It's a marketing or digital marketing company. Kind of clarify for me what you guys do. Yes. So the short answer to that is that we help uh, specifically female entrepreneurs to refine their branding, be, meaning their their messaging, their positioning, and to develop go-to-market strategies for their business. So basically, we take them from the very foundation of their business and looking at how are they how are they speaking to their audience? Who is their audience? How can we reach them? And how can we speak to them in a way that they need to be spoken to? So that's what I do. I'm I love the strategy. I love coming up with the ways to find what's unique about your business so that you can stand out in what's generally a very crowded market. Like doesn't even really matter your your industry. The market's gonna, there's going to be competition, and so finding what makes your business unique and your unique your USP. That's really what a lot of people come to me for. Because a lot of the people, a lot of my clients, they generally have been in business for maybe a year or two. They kind of bootstrapped their way in their business. So they were just kind of like, you know, either they were in their nine to five and growing it like I was and as a side hustle, and then they went full time. And now they're trying to make it all cohesive and put it all together. Like they may have gotten clients from referrals or networking, and now they're really looking to diversify where they get their clients from. So that's where I come in to help them with that with that fine tooth comb to really develop this is their brand and this is how we market to their audience and to their clients their prospective clients so that is what RNA is about that's very cool and it's so funny how often writers kind of veer into the marketing world because you're you know they're able to kind of find that uniqueness and use the voice of the brand and and write out some really great copies so I it's funny that I keep coming across that but it makes sense it makes sense a lot yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I've definitely noticed that as well. And, you know, I think that it's it's because writers innately, you have to read between the lines. So and find the messaging that messages that aren't necessarily apparent. So I think that's what that's one of those key things that makes it a good skill. Definitely. So what types of business or business owners are you usually working with? Yeah, so usually uh, service providers, uh, I, I really focus in on female entrepreneurs, because, you know, that's one of the largest growing groups of, um, of new entrepreneurs coming out each year. And usually they are online service providers, particularly. They're probably like a one woman show and they're not quite ready to have a full team brought on necessarily, but they are still in need of the marketing help and the branding help. So that's usually who I end up working with. And, and it's a good, it's a good type of relationship usually. So 
Yeah, that's awesome. And so you have done a lot of amazing things at the same time. You've built a business, you started a podcast, you were, you know, raising two kids. And that's incredible to me how, you know, somebody can do so many amazing things well at once. So how did you balance all of this together and, you know, finally get the chance to work hard and build your business and leave your nine to five? So the first thing that I did was I accepted that my life wasn't going to necessarily be balanced, but that I was going to strive for harmony in my life. Like that was the big game changer because for a long time, I mean, so many people preach about, you know, work-life balance and this and that, and that is great. Like we should, we should be aware and cognizant of the fact that, you know, you can't be all business 100% of the time, all the time, you will burn yourself out. But when, and, and I, I, I get this from Lisa Nichols, who is like, she's my, 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 virtual auntie. She has no clue who I am, but <laughs> but I, I love her so much and all the work that she comes, comes uh, out with. Uh, and she, in one of her books, Abundance Now, she talks about this concept of, of work-life harmony. And it just transformed my life too, because I was fighting so hard and feeling bad and guilty, like, because, you know, every mom knows about mom guilt, but I was feeling so guilty all the time that I wasn't spending enough time with my kids. I wasn't spending enough time on my business. And then when I kind of simplified everything down and just said, I'm not going to have equal amounts of attention given to each facet of my life at the same time. But when I'm a, when I'm here with my kids, I'm going to be here with my kids. When I'm here with my business, I'm going to be in on my business and I'm going to build my life so that both parts, the family and the business that they work together versus in competition. Because I think one of the biggest problems that I had, and when I built my my first business, I, I didn't have kids at the time. So I was just like all in on it, hustle all the time, 24 seven. But I was had my business and then my life just kind of like circled around it versus having my life and my business fitting within it. And so and whether it's getting my master's degree, which I'm a, I'm a learner. I don't know if you've ever done one of those strength finders assessments. Learner was like number one for me because <laughs> I love, I love, love school. It's my favorite place to be. And which, you know, I don't know, maybe get another degree. <laughs> I told my husband the other day, I was like, you know, maybe 10 years from now I might go back to school. He was like, okay. <laughs> but no, but whether it was it was that or it was any other thing that I'm trying to do in my life, just making harmony a priority versus thinking about it as being equal balanced. So that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I like a lot. And I think the idea of work-life balance has completely like changed it doesn't have the same definition anymore. I don't think, you know, now that people are growing their families and working full time, working from home, working remotely, you know, all it's so different compared to what it was 30 years ago. I think, like you said, working in harmony, working in tandem, that's the new way people are viewing it instead of like the black and white, like they used, which I like, thank goodness, because it needed, it It was time to change, I think. Yes, for sure. And I think the other thing as well, I, I learned really early on, to be very organized. Like my mom, (laughs) which, you know, again, I mentioned her, she would take me with her to like the planner store, which I think, what was like, what was the name of it? Like Franklin Covey, maybe. I don't even know if they're still in business. Uh, But I would go with her because her planner was her life. And she, I mean, she was always at meetings and this and that, like always having multiple things to do. So I learned from like a very early age, the power of the planner and getting super organized with my, with my time that way. And that, that goes in with helping me be able to, 
to be fully present with my children when I'm with them and fully present in my business when I'm working on that because I know my time is kind of it's banked out how it needs to be, which right now because I have this this small child. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a totally different kind of experience than with my first because, you know, Roman was in the hospital for the first year, whereas my second child had a totally normal birth and he came home with us, which that was a mind blower. And, um, and you know, he's he's just kind of like very, um, very average. <laughs> so having to kind of be almost like a new parent again and figure out that type of working in that type of scenario, that's something that I'm balancing or trying to find find some type of harmony in, but we're getting it with <laughs> with time. So that's what I've heard from most moms. It's it's different with each child and you're always learning something new. <laughs> yes, yes. Like this one doesn't sleep. The other one, my firstborn, slept great. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> so you're dealing with a you know sleep deprivation too. <laughs> yes. But when I when I what I found is because I'm always trying to find the silver lining, is that when I do get him to sleep, and even though he sleeps for a very short amount of time, in the nighttime, that is my prime working time. Cause it's kind of like, okay, when is the grenade gonna go off? Let me <laughs> like let me get as much work as I can get done there. That way when he wakes up, I can tend to him and get him back to sleep. So yeah. Some people work their best work in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes, I always have. I always have. So, Well, since we've talked a little bit about your marketing company, I'd love to talk about your podcast. And I think it's such a really cool premise of you know helping other moms start and grow their businesses. So how did you decide that you wanted to start a podcast in the first place? So I had been trying to start a podcast probably for about a year, but in the sense that I knew that I wanted to do it, but I had no clue what it was going to be about. <laughs> and I probably about... About September or maybe even before that, probably last summer. So at this point, five or six months ago, I just had the thought that, okay, I need to do something to speak to special needs moms. Because at that time, my my eldest, who's always been you know medically fragile, he also got the diagnosis of autism. And so with that new diagnosis, whereas we thought, you know, all the medical stuff, that, that kind of had an end date to it in a sense. Because even though he was a preemie, his pulmonologist and all the doctors always said, oh, well, he'll grow out of that lung disease probably by the time he's like, eight. And so even though that's a long time from now, he's only three. I was just like, all right, cool. When he's eight, this will all be over. Right. But then when you get that diagnosis of autism, it's like, that's a lifelong disability, I guess you could say, even though I'm, I'm, I, I don't particularly like the word disability because he's, he's abled in so many other ways, but it's, it's a lifelong thing. And so with that, I mean, you, you go through so many different emotions and feelings and it, it's, it, changes your, it changes your world. It changes the dynamic, even though, you know, the autism's always been there. So I'm always looking for ways that I can use my pain and my, my struggles, I guess you could say, the things that I struggle with to benefit other people. So like when Roman was first born, he was in the hospital, when there are other moms who needed like... Uh, whose children needed a trach or something like that, they the doctors would come to me and be like, hey, can you talk to so-and-so about, you know, can I give her your number uh, to talk about trach life? And it was up to them if they wanted to call me. But, you know, I, I was kind of like the, you know, the cheerleader, like, it's going to be cool. Let's talk. And I've actually made a lot of friends that way, surprisingly. And I was kind of the, the, the NICU welcome committee, you know, a new person come in, hey, you know, How's it going? So 
I've always, that's how I process trauma, I guess you could say, which there's lots of trauma that comes from having a child born 13 weeks early and, and being in the hospital so long. But when I decided, hey, I'm going to start a podcast, it was really like a sudden thing. And I just, I just kind of pulled the trigger and went for it, <laughs> went for it actually. And the response has been amazing. I reached out in a couple of my circles uh, because it's not just for special needs moms, but it's for special needs moms who are also growing businesses. So it's, it's really specific, but there's something for everyone, but there's something for even the moms who, who don't necessarily have businesses or have businesses yet. And so the response has been amazing to it, to, to Mama Build Your Empire. That's the name of my podcast. And I'm just so, I'm, I'm glad that I did it because just knowing and hearing from other people that they're finding value in it and that the stories that are being told um, are helping people, that makes it all worthwhile. So. so before you started your show and you were kind of thinking about, you know, the idea of it, did you have like a support system around you of other moms with, um, you know, special needs children or other moms growing their businesses? Did you already have that support system and kind of tribe around you? Or is this something that built up with the podcast? So it's so it's definitely built up with the podcast. I would have to say my support system has been almost to a to an extent mostly virtual so that's through facebook groups and other because uh, there's a ton of different support groups on facebook for um for whatever uh kind of disorder that you have so i'm in i'm in groups for my son's uh, lung disease and for him having the trach uh, i'm in groups for um for autism and sensory processing disorder and and um, all that and so and i've gotten great support from those places and i had to seek those out because we are are, I'm, I'm really far from my family. You know, I'm from New Orleans. I live just north of Dallas, and it's a you know 11 hour drive, and probably you know a two a hour flight. But you know, it's still it's still a ways away. It take it would take. It's not that easy for me to go visit my family and get that support, and so. So, but since I've started that podcast, I mean, I've, I've made some lifelong friends in, in, like, in two months, you know, and so, and people who really get it, you know, who really get, cause you know, building a business that's hard, raising a kid with special needs, that is also very hard. And so when you're, when you're doing both, it's kind of, it can be isolating. It can be an isolating feeling. Yeah, I totally get that. That's exactly one of the reasons why I started this show. I was just like, there has to be other people out there feeling the same thing I'm feeling. Like, I can't be the only one. So that has been so helpful for my just state of mind and my mental health, knowing that there are people out there going through the exact same thing. And that's been helpful for me. So I'd love to kind of chat about how you got everything started, the nitty gritty, the background stuff, the stuff that not everybody knows about. I mean, I'd love to talk like hosting, equipment producing, editing, all that stuff, if you're down. Yes. Oh, yes. I am so excited to talk about this. <laughs> so the first thing that I did um, was I wanted to vet my idea. So I went to, I did some market research and in Facebook groups that I'm in, which again, I'm in, I'm in feels like I'm in way too many. Um, but I've actually, I actually, um, I find them so valuable. So uh, I went to some of the groups, both for, um, for 
female entrepreneurship, but then also for special needs parenting. And I just asked, like, what are some of the things that you are struggling with? And I asked, I told them a little bit about my vision and um, what I'm trying to do. So I, you know, I said to them, you know, hey, I am looking to start a podcast about moms in business who are also raising kids with special needs. I would love to get your feedback about it. And um, everybody was just like, I love it. I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> and so from that from that initial response, I've actually built out probably about five worth five months worth of interviews. <laughs> um, yes. So and that was I was just and I actually have to circle back to that initial group and touch base with some more people who who couldn't schedule at that time. Um, but that's that was kind of that initial wave, and it got me a good chunk of of my um, of my my material. And while I was doing that, though, um, I wanted a way to because there was there was a, f- a few things I needed to do. I wanted to build a list, like an email list of people that I can cons- consistently um, attract. So to do that, I built a landing page, which was just like an interest form to get them on my newsletter. Um, then I wanted to, I needed to figure out hosting and all the technical stuff, which luckily in my business, when you're, when you're a creative, which, you know, you are, um, you kind of can learn, you pick up skills. (laughs) And so audio editing was one of those skills that a boss like three jobs ago was like, Hey, can you edit this thing? And I was like, sure. And to YouTube, I went. (laughs) And so, yep. And so I kind of already knew audacity a little bit, um, which after a while I actually outsourced that to a, a VA who specifically does podcasting and and she's amazing and that was the best investment I made in this podcast just to say but to get that to get that startup I I got my hosting which I hosted through Podbean because um I I, I don't know. I don't know why. I think I, one of my friends hosted through Podbean and it was the least intimidating <laughs> out of all the other ones. From there, I batched all of my interviews, interview recordings. So I, to simplify things, I had my calendar scheduler, which I use Calendly. And uh, I set out specific days that people could schedule so that I could just back to back, boom, 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 interview people and, um, and sort their, um, their audio. I use Trello. I don't know if you have a, a project management tool that's a favorite. So I love Trello. I've used it for years. I've tried Acuity and I'm, I'm team Trello, but I, I just track everything and throw all my audio files on and each person, each episode has its own card and I just record them back to back put them in their card. And then either I will edit the audio, which audacity for me, it's literally drag, drop, highlight, delete. <laughs> and, um, and boom, you have an episode. And um, I'm on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, the Google podcast and Google play. I probably will get on some other platforms, but those are the ones that I wanted to focus in initially. So yeah, definitely. Those are the big heavy hitters. And I use a couple of different, I use like Asana, uh, Dubsado, things like that. But I did the exact same thing where I batched worked all of my episodes, which has been, I can't even tell you the most amazing thing. But it's funny when somebody's interviewed, they're like, six weeks later, they're like, um, where's my episode? It's like, wait, I've got a year of episodes recorded. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's, that's so cool. I always like for people to kind of understand the background of producing a podcast, because it's a lot of work, which not everybody realizes. I still do my editing, which I am about to 
hit my head on the wall for doing that to myself. But I edit other people's podcasts too. But interesting that you outsource. That might be something that I do in the future. Cool. So very cool. So what has been some of the highlights of the podcast that's come out of the podcast, like relationships or just, you know, anything in general that's been a big highlight? So first, just like you said, the relationships that I've I've built from the podcast, because, you know, that feeling of being isolated and, and being alone, I mean, it can feel really, uh, really sad some days. And so, you know, being able to connect with people who really on on both the, the business building side, but also the mom side who understand specifically like what I'm struggling with that's been that's been amazing on on my personal level um but also whenever i get a positive review like when i got my first like unprompted review uh, which I, I haven't prompted anybody, but I just got my fir- I got my first podcast review on iTunes, and it was a five star review. And I was just kind of like, I don't even know who you are, but you like me. This is so great. <laughs> but you know, in the review, you know, she was saying how how it how what sh- what I was talking about because my my podcast is a balance of interviews and um, and some solo shows, and so. What I was talking about the the episode in question was don't say sorry that my that when I tell you my kid's autistic because you know a lot of people will go you know if I say um, you know and my son's autistic they'll go oh I'm sorry I'm just like well no like <laughs> you know he's actually re- like re- like nothing to be sorry about um, he's actually super awesome you know he he is you know all these great things and for her to get what I was saying like to understand and to also have it speak to her that was just that was just amazing that was just so great so whenever whenever i can reach people and help them both on the uh, the emotional level of of raising a child with special needs but then also um on on giving them a way to fight back against the statistics about special needs moms which there are a lot of them um especially around um employment that we're you know chronically underemployed or unemployed um that we have chronic absences but then also on the health side like special needs moms are are significantly more likely to die of cancer and heart heart attack and stroke and and misadventure than than um, non-special needs moms that's so important to me as well. Yeah, that's incredible. I had no idea about that. That's so interesting. So have you found, like, what have you noticed about your listenership? Have you noticed it's mostly moms or is it people who are interested in learning more that maybe don't have kids with special needs? Have you noticed anything about your listenership that surprised you? Uh, so there were a, um, first though, the demo, the, uh, the location actually was what surprised me. I mean, there's, uh, there's clearly a lot of uh, people in the U S but, um, I, I got some, where was a random place I got? Like, uh, New Zealand, <laughs> like people listening at some random places, which, you know, I, I got, obviously we're in a global world, you know, we're, we're, you know, got the World Wide web, uh, but that surprised me actually. But yeah, no, as far as who's listening, it's mostly moms, um, mostly moms, I'd say. And have you had a favorite interview so far? I know like all of them are probably your favorite. Like I have the same problem, but have you had one that's stuck with you? I would say I did an interview a few weeks ago and it's live now. Um, my interviewee, her name is April Juke. And she talked about um, for Domestic Violence Awareness Month, we had her her episode uh, air and 
she is a survivor of domestic violence. And she also, at that time when she was in the domestic violence situation, she had five children, three or three children, and all of them had special needs. All of them were autistic. And so she, she since she is releasing her book her of her story and her journey, and she also started um, a school for the deaf, which one of her children, she has five total now since she, she has since remarried, but, um, she um, has started a school for the deaf and just her story is just so amazing. And like the way that she has overcome some serious life threatening, life changing events, just it, that, that one put light in my spirit. Cause it just made me remember that there's, there's hope even in the darkest of situations. That's incredible. What a story. My goodness. I will definitely have to keep an eye out for that book and listen into your, your episode. And is there anybody out there that would be like a dream guest? Oh, so I so I am like <laughs> totally in love with um with Meg Brunson, which not a lot of people probably know her, but she she also is a podcaster. She has a podcast called Familypreneur. I can't say not a lot of people know her. I think a lot of people do know Meg. Um, but she is a Facebook ads guru. Uh, she used to work at Facebook. She has since started her own business doing uh, one working one-on-one with phenomenal clients on their uh, podcast or on their on their products and, and advertising them on Facebook. And um She's just an amazing person. She's also a special needs mom. She had a a twenty seven weeker, and we talked. We've talked uh, briefly. I'm I'm kind of working up to inviting her on the podcast <laughs> just to just to throw that out there. Um, so Meg, if you're listening, I would love to have you on. <laughs> but um, she's an amazing person as well because she she's just so positive and upbeat and she, she just loves to teach people about something that overwhelms a lot of business owners, which is Facebook advertising. Uh, cause it, it's, I don't know, I don't know for me, Facebook advertising, even though I've been in marketing for, you know, forever, it feels like now at this point, you know, it, cause it changes so much. It's like the, you know, you can't control it. So yeah, I love her. I would love to have her on. And that's awesome. So what is something that's coming up either in your business or for the podcast or just in life in general that you're really looking forward to or that you're excited about? So uh, I am in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have a free challenge that's coming up. And that is for people who are looking to transition from their nine to five and, um, and build their own business. It's called uh, Engineering Your Empire. And that's going to be in my Facebook group. It's a, again, it's a free challenge. And uh, on each day, it's just three days. Uh, we'll talk about how to um, how to create your exit strategy, which your exit strategy is so important. You have to have a plan. Um, and then also vetting your business idea to make sure that you actually have a viable business idea that can get you where you, you want to go. And then also refining your, your offer and your messaging. So we'll do all that in three days and we will have have, um, I will have a ton of giveaways, a ton of giveaways, and it's going to be super awesome. That's super exciting. Is that like going to go gone? Excuse me, go on over a certain amount of time, or is it ongoing? Every month we will have it. So be on the lookout, and you can find out about that. My short link is uh, bitly uh, bit.ly slash engineering your empire is the the quickest way to to learn about it. 
Okay, great. So I will link to everything in the show notes for that because that sounds like an amazing resource that you guys are not going to want to miss out on. And do you also um, have all your social media and your podcast and your website and everything? Because I know people are going to want to check out all the amazing things you're doing. Yes, I do. I do. It's so I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Mia the Marketer at Facebook.com slash Mia the Marketer or Instagram.com slash Mia the Marketer. And you can listen to the uh, the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or at MamaBuilderEmpire.com. And those are the basically the places you can find me. I'm on there always. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll link to everything in the show notes so everybody can find that. And Mia, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a blast talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Don't forget that you can check out previous episodes as well as all the show notes at www.hustlenomicspodcast.com. If you want to support the show, you can head over to iTunes and leave a rating or a review. Each review means so much to me, and it really helps the podcast on the business end. If you want to find another way to support the show, we're also on Patreon. You can find a link to our Patreon on our website. If you have any questions or you have a topic you would like to hear covered on the show, feel free to DM me on Instagram or send me an email. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast. Be sure to visit www.hustlenomicspodcast.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover bonus content. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For questions about the podcast or if you want to apply to be a guest, use the contact form found on our website. Thank you for listening, and until next time, keep hustling.